Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 111 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Doing well. Busy today. Busy. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> busy, busy. You on the show or just in life? No, I'm the, no, not the show. Other shows, you know. I mean, just, you know, got other podcasts to do today. You're, Damon you're has a man. full schedule. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the problem is, is that so we're recording what in the afternoon on Sunday. I'm doing the other podcast later today. I haven't even finished the show we're talking about. So, like, yeah, oh I'm a little behind a little bit. Oh, gee. You're just going to have to, like, fake it. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I have... <laughs> Get the cliff notes. <laughs> I, have, I have two more 45-minute uh, episodes left, um, So, nice. and I have four hours, so hopefully I'll get there. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Well, I, I just did, too. I didn't even tell you guys this. I just I kept this to myself. I, I just... I did a I did a guest spot on a DC, uh, DCL Duo podcast. I don't know when that's oh, going to show fantastic. up, but... Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I Wait, did Wait, did you plug the heck out of us? Of course. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Okay. You know, I'm a plug machine, man. The only reason I go on anybody else's show is to plug our show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to ask Brian when that one's coming out. But, uh, but you know, we're talking a little bit. We got... Wait, is I, that the I, cruise one or no? Yeah, it's the cruise one. Yeah, it's DCL. What, the, yeah. what are you doing on a cruise show? You haven't even been on a cruise. They wanted to talk... No, they wanted to talk DVC. So they, we, oh. we didn't really talk cruise. We talked to DVC. So, yeah, it was good. Not that I'm the DVC expert, but for some reason, people seem I mean, to think we know something. So Tre- Trevor's really the DVC expert. Let's be honest. We all have a role on the show. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> His role is expert. Well, uh, how many people have told us, though, that they like listened to our show and then learned about DVC and then bought it? And I'm like, I feel bad that you learned about it from our show. Like, <laughs> I feel like you didn't get enough information. Um, no. But you know, well, then maybe we need to step up our information giving game. I don't here. think so. I mean, we're—it's not like we're not members. I mean, it's not no, like you go on a cruise show, you know, when you've never been on a cruise. It's not nothing like that. Again, we didn't talk about cruising. <laughs> we just talked about we talked about DVC. Yeah, I mean, no, but but what I mean is, you know, if only we had some experts here that we could talk to. About, if, oh oh man, professional transition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, so uh, we teased this a little bit on our Facebook page, and we're we're very we're really excited to welcome back Derek. And, and Marissa to the show from DVC Resale Market. They're our good friends. They've been on this show as long as we've existed, I feel like. Uh, they've been here. I don't even know how many visits this has been for you guys, but you guys have been here a bunch. I think yeah. it's our 713 <laughs> visit. And, and yet we're still not the experts because it is still Trevor. It's still Trevor. <laughs> it's still Trevor. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. You win. You win. <laughs> That's okay. really funny. Uh, so I, I, you guys haven't been on since, uh, well, I think it was like October of last year. So we probably have some new listeners since then. So let's do a, a brief intro to you guys and your DVC background real quick because we have a ton of questions today. We want to make sure we get into all of them. So. Well, hi, and thanks for having us. So my name is Marissa. For the all right, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> That's me. Um, my name is Marissa. For those of you who I haven't met, I know I've gotten to know a lot of the Welcome Home listeners. Um, I'm originally from California, which kind of started my Disney journey at Disneyland, led to Disney Cruise Line, where I was on and off for about 10 years, met a lot of the uh, DVC team at, that cruised out there, decided, you know what, that's a really awesome way for families to take a vacation. So I joined the DVC team, moved to Orlando. Um, my husband and I actually worked on the ships together and then decided to make Orlando home. 
jumped onto DVC, worked there at Disney World, and then said, you know what, I kind of miss the cruise ship. So I was part of the DVC team on the ships for a few more years. And then my husband and I decided to have a little one. So we had a little boy and tried to kind of figure out next transitions. And working in DVC, it's such a great way for families to vacation. But finding DVC resale, we had known Nick Cotton, the owner of our company, as friends for many, many years working on the ships. And resale is really, really fantastic because it's a way to help families not only buy at a better value, but also families who are maybe kind of turning that chapter into something different and needing to sell. So I jumped on, joined the team with DVC Resale. Have a blast doing that. I'm actually now our sales and marketing director. So love what I do. Get to do these fun podcasts and wow. educate. Congratulations, Thanks, guys! <laughs> Is that that's that's new since last time you've been on the show? Right? That's for it's sure. New. Yeah, she's yeah. sitting on a big giant throne. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. So hey, well, welcome everybody. My name is Derek, and. Um, Thrilled to be here. Uh, I, I know that Damon has a lot of stuff to do today, so I promise I'll keep my bio to about three to four hours. Um, but you're making me feel bad already. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So uh, I was blessed enough to work for Disney for about 20 years. Uh, began as the marketing manager up there in Chicago for Disney Parks and Resorts, and became a member of DVC back in 1999, and got married at the Wedding Pavilion in '96. So basically, I'm a big giant Disney nerd that lucked into working for Mickey Mouse for about 20 years, and came over to DVC in 2007 up there in Chicago, where we had a DVC preview center. Joined the cruise team in 2014, uh, sailed the world for almost 100 cruises, which is where I got to meet Marissa and do a bunch of member cruises and regular cruises, teaching folks about DVC. And then the stars aligned and came over here to the DVC resale market with Marissa and some awesome former Disney cast members where we get to help folks buy, we get to help folks sell. And uh, yeah, it really is just the absolute dream job. We get to talk to amazing folks and amazingly smart listeners that you guys have. And uh, we absolutely love what we get to do. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for having us on and letting us spread the magic. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a little bit, so we wanted to make sure we had you on for the new year, you know, and and, yeah. and got to, got to talk to you guys a little bit, and 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 there's been some uh, new stuff going on with you guys, where there's you know the new partnership with DVC Rental Store and Monera, so that's really cool with the with World of Disney. So I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit about that, or you know, yeah. tell us a little bit about how that works, you know, with with buying a, a DVC resale contract and and financing it with Monera, because I know uh, Damon has actually talked about doing that. He said he kind of wants to do his next contract that way. So so I, I think that would be interesting to hear about. I think he said he's going to do it within the next 13 minutes. So we're super excited. To get him on. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> he, he does. He wants to do a purchase live on the show. Like that's what I he will. Said he wanted I, to I, do. I, I definitely will do that. But I think we're going to get into that in, in some other questions later. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Tom. So yeah, we're very, very excited. So I'm sure a lot of folks might have seen online that, you know, we basically kind of become this awesome conglomerate, really, where we've kind of taken the best parts of Disney Vacation Club with the DVC resale market. And we've teamed up with the uh, with the DVC rental store and a financing partner in Monero. So now we are all under one fabulous umbrella, which is called the World of DVC, which Marissa, I know you can speak, especially with your fancy new title. You can probably <laughs> talk. Well, I just want to know who who's the thimble, who's the top hat, and who's the dog. 
<laughs> Nick would definitely be the thimble, I yeah. think, or the top hat. Yeah. So yeah, what was cool about that is we, we really wanted to create something that's destination for everything DVC. Yeah, and I think shopping. that's really, really special. Again, coming from the Disney side, the unique thing about Disney Vacation Club on the Disney side is they're really only there to help people buy and finance. So we really wanted to create that kind of one-stop platform to be able to have our guests come on and not only can they buy, they can sell, they can finance, they can rent their points or rent out points if they need more for a specific vacation. So we wanted to make that a one-stop shop. Uh, so yes, we collaborated and joined forces with uh, DVC Rental Store as well as Monera, and that encompasses World of DVC. We just launched and finalized our fantastic new offices. So if you're ever in Orlando, we have really, really cool offices to come and host guests and do different events coming soon. So we're super excited about that and a lot more to come with it. But really what we want to focus on is just kind of that ease for our guests. So if you're coming on our site, ideally, probably in the next couple months, you're going to be able to see a loan calculator right there on our site. So you can say, hey, I like this contract. What's the down payment? What's the monthly payment right there in front of you without having to switch back and forth? Yeah. Same thing with rental. If you're looking to sell and let's say you have a ton of points that maybe are going to expire within that closing process, we want to be able to help you rent out those points, maybe get a couple thousand dollars in rental and then turn around and still be able to sell your contract. So we really want to make sure that we're able to service our guests on all elements of DVC. We can really take them from like beginning to end, even if someone's not a member, right? They might say, I'm not ready to buy, but you know what? Can I just rent points and try it out for a trip and then they have a fabulous time and then they come back and say, I'm ready to buy a contract, but how do I pay for this contract? Then you've got Monero that's all right there. So it really is everything under one umbrella, which just makes it so great. Well, it's, and you got, and you know, essentially you took the three best companies in, in each field, right? I mean, it's a, number one DVC, uh, the DVC uh, resale market is number one DVC reseller and rental store number one, Monero number one. So you guys just basically made yourselves the best company you could possibly be for all <laughs> DVC needs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, this was the plan. This yeah, that's goal. good. Yeah. Next step is world domination. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Uh, and so we got a lot of questions, uh, as great. usual, from our listeners. And, uh, you know, some fun ones in there because our listeners are funny and silly. So <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, you know, you guys know how our listeners are. Yes. So. <laughs> that's why we love them. Yeah, I'll read the first one from Francisco here since I guess I'm already talking. He says, we're planning on adding points once we pay off our current contract. I'm on the fence between simply adding points or purchasing a larger contract with the points we want and selling my old contract. Is it a common practice or do you think it's easier to just buy a smaller contract? Also, if new regulations come up in the future for new contracts before this happens, then obviously I would keep my current contract to be grandfathered in. So what do you guys think about that? So we actually see this happen a lot. I think a lot of people go kind of look into the stars and go, if I could only change out this contract and get a different one or a new home resort. Well, we actually have members do that all the time. And I think what happens is people go, they buy kind of whatever Disney's selling at that time. They use their membership for a few years and go, yeah. you know what? I really actually needed more points or I like a different home resort. <laughs> so that's the really great thing is we can help people say, hey, let's go ahead and sell yours first. Wait until we're close to closing on that and we'll help you buy a new one and help on all aspects. So we do have people doing that. I mean, I probably have a couple people a week that do that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the flip side is... If you're just saying, hey, I only need about 50 more points and I want to keep it in the same home resort, depending on when you bought in and what you paid for that specific resort, it may make sense to just keep your original contract 
and then add on a new one um, in terms of any sort of changes. Now, the good news is we haven't heard anything in the rumblings that there are going to be any new resale changes. But what typically happens is if you're under contract, so not necessarily even closed, and let's say Disney does make a change, usually they're going to go ahead and grandfather you in if you've already had a commitment to purchase. That's what they did in the big 2019 change. So anybody who had a signed contract by both buyer and seller, even though it was going to be another 60 to 75 days before it closed, Disney did honor that purchase agreement. And so they were grandfathered in into that new 2019 wave. So I wouldn't worry too much about, oh, if I'm trying to do this process and I sell and then all of a sudden there's changes, it's likely you'll probably be able to jump on that ahead of time. Great. Yeah, I think it's a that's that's great. Uh, Trevor, Damon, you guys want to read a question? I feel yeah. like I'm Oh, I'll jump in here. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Becky has one. Uh, how, how do you guys come up with a new phrase to make DVC, DVC resale market announcements sound interesting every week? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, first of all, Becky, thank you so much for calling the announcements interesting. So that actually makes us very happy. So I'm kind of curious in her question, Marissa and I were talking about this too. Is she talking about the announcements that you guys make or is she talking about our rofer announcements that I, we post? I think it's your I think it's your rofer announcements that you post. Uh, more like, yeah, uh, we always have like a different like quote in there or like something fun right, in there. Yeah, right. I think that's what she's referring to. Yes. So here's the deal with the rofer announcements, right? We used to make them, honestly, every time we got a batch in. When they can come in, honestly, seven days a week, any time of day. They used to kind of come in and go, oh, here's seven here, here's ten here, here's twenty here. And we used to post them every single time. But once, you know, we started to think and say, you know what, it kind of becomes like white noise. You know what I mean? Just to post like eight names here or 20 names here. So we're like, let's try to do it like once a week and try to get them out there in one big giant lump sum. So we can be anywhere from, you know, 50 to last week we had like 200. And we thought, well, let's just not put the names there because it is such an exciting thing for people to be able to, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily that they're finding out that they pass Rofer by seeing the Rofer posts that I make, but because our admin team has already told them, but we've had people, and I know Marissa has, that say, hey, you know what? We actually printed out that Rofer page that, you know, was on the Welcome Home podcast page and we actually printed it out and we framed it. So we have it in our office and we highlighted our name on it. So it's a big deal when people see that. Um, Me personally, it's just a thing where I like to think of, okay, let's find a fun little Disney quote of the day, you know, whether it's tied into uh, an attraction or whether it's tied into a movie or whether it's tied into whatever, just trying to keep it fresh and exciting because I know Becky likes to keep things fresh and exciting. So I want to make sure that we keep her entertained, which I was able to have drinks with her last month. So oh, that's I, was, right. I was able to meet her at uh, Copper Creek and we had a couple of drinks that I got to meet her and her husband, which was, which was awesome. So I loved being able to actually meet one of your listeners face to face. Socially so, distanced, of that's course. So funny because I, I forgot that that was Becky that you met up with. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. awesome. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> I think Damon should ask this next question. Yeah. <laughs> this feels like a Damon question. <laughs> All right. This is from Alexis, who is a friend of a friend, by the way. My only question... Oh, is that is, why Alexis is harassing you? Yeah, it's a friend of a friend. So um, my only question is when, is, when are they getting Damon to commit live to... Oh, man. Look at this. I have too many things up on the screen to adding points. Okay. Whew, that's tough. So 
I always look at it a few different ways, right? So I have a few things that have to be knocked out before I think about points first. And I'm sure everyone doesn't care, but I'm going to tell everyone anyway. And I'm sure one of our one star listeners will love to hear what I have to purchase prior to buying Disney points. (laughs) So I am currently in the midst of getting a custom kennel made for my dog. I don't know if you guys have seen, like currently my, my dog loves to sleep in a cage at night, right? But a cage is terrible looking. So now they make these, you know, ones that are like furniture kennels. So that's currently what I'm in the midst of. I have to get the seat in the car fixed. And let's see what else. There's one more thing. Pro- oh, and finish plantation shutters. So I've been putting in plantation shutters myself in the house because it's just way too expensive to get people to put in plantation shutters. And they're so easy to put in. So I have a few more of those that have to be purchased. So after that, um, that's definitely on the list. It's been approved by the family as a purchase. Uh, <laughs> the only problem here is, is that my laziness is going to get in the way. So what I would tell Derek and Marissa is that I would 100% write a check at the end of the day, but I don't want to do any of the work. So if someone was to find me points and that my monthly payment was, mm, let's say 200 to $300 a month, I'm in. Sign me up. I'll do it. That's well, all right. it takes. If you finance through Monero, though, too, like you only have to put like you don't have to put that much down, right? When you do that, they just change their down payment options, which is really awesome, especially for a lot of people who haven't checked out Monero's new site in a while. So what they've done is, especially if you're saying, hey, we know we want to buy something now, take advantage of buying resale and the savings, but we may not be going to Disney for the next year or so. So if you're looking at a contract that's stripped out, that doesn't have points until next year, it's a huge saving because one, you're not paying for dues. And if you're not taking a vacation in the next year, you're not needing the points. But two, because of that, you're not paying extra for the dues. And you can literally get a lot of these down payments down to like $1,500. And we're seeing, I mean, I've ran numbers. Reach out to me if you have questions. But I've ran numbers on a ton of different scenarios where you can find up to two, 300 points with that $1,500 down payment. So So, so here's the question. Like I just bought a new car, right? Mm -hmm. I put down $0 because that's just me. I don't want to do anything. So I just said, hey, bring me a car. They came to my house. They brought the car. They dropped off the car. They dropped off the paperwork. I signed two things and didn't have to do anything. Is there a zero down contract? That's what I'd be interested in. There's no such thing as that yet. That um, what you can do is you, you <laughs> yeah. can put that deposit on a credit card, get right. a no interest credit card. Yeah, I don't want all that. I just want to sign two pieces of paper and then get monthly payments. Talk to Nick about that. I can help that. you with that. Talk uh, to Nick the, about the, that. the down payment, I can't. And I don't know a seller that will let you buy from them without any sort of but, deposit. But I can down, buy it. So that's a different. But I can buy a car for like 40 grand and not have to put a dime down. Why is that? It's not real estate. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The contracts still weigh less than $40,000 with the ability for them to take it back with really no downside. Right. I don't know. But if you're buying from a seller and you don't have a deposit down, and let's say you cancel after 60 days on the market coming up to closing and there's no money, then but the seller's could, out of luck. You couldn't take the contract back? So let's say that you're not closed yet and it's the uh-huh. sellers. They could take it back, but they get nothing for being off market. Right. So it's the same as like real estate, right? Nobody's going to let you buy a house without any sort of money in escrow. So what you could put down as collateral would be a uh, customized Art. dog shelter and some plantation <laughs> shutters. <laughs> uh, if I could do that. Though, I'd if you want to call Derek's house could use some plantation shutters. Yeah. Uh, you might be able to work something out. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, though. That is definitely for me personally more of a stumbling point because 
I'm Mr. Buy Everything with No Money Down, right? Like I just want just I just want to write checks out every month and I don't really want to ever put out money. I just want to write checks every month. That's why I just bought this car, because it was easy, right? I didn't have to do anything. Talk to Nick about that. Have him come up with some funky ways to make that happen. <laughs> and we'll get to around some sort of like real estate laws too, but we'll get that. Exactly. exactly. We'll figure something out. I fully expect that. I fully expect to get around real estate laws. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to the DVC resale market? They got shut down out of nowhere. Weird. But are there actual, like you can't buy any real estate with no money down? Not anything? I mean, you could potentially, if the seller lets you on the other end, who says, yeah, I'm totally fine with you buying my house and putting nothing in escrow and me taking it off the market. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've never, like, so, so when I I've sold my last it. house, so this would be this would be a first. <laughs> but, like, I would love see. to find one of those unicorns out there. <laughs> but, but so what's interesting, though, is I sold my last house and I want to say that the seller put down like five hundred dollars in escrow. It was nothing. Absolutely zero because I knew where she was coming from, right? She was coming from New Jersey. I understood what her job was. I just just like, yeah, whatever, $500 doesn't really matter to me, right? So, I, I mean, that's again, like I live in this world of la-la land where those things just happen. So, I was just like, <laughs> okay, like $500, what does it matter? Like Things I'm just sure. happen for David. Like- Here we go. <laughs> if, you, you can, if you can make that 1500 500 here, I'm going to make it I'll, I'll make it somewhat easier. <laughs> How about 500 down and I'm in? All right. So let's do 500 today and then next month another 500. It's like monthly payment, right? You like the monthly. So we'll do 500 today, 500 next month, and then 560 days. There you go. And then your payments start on day 90. So we're good. We'll All figure right. it out. That's what I like to hear. And a big batch of cookies to put on top of it. It'll be perfect for you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like that Derek actually liked my cookie post because, again, I was, I was very disappointed in, in the lack of <laughs> Cookie likes you. You basically were kind of shamelessly pandering for people. Like oh, I was so sad. I was so sad because I thought I was going to hit this number and I didn't. I'm like, all I, right, let me go back and find the post. I got to like it for. So wait, I'm, wasn't I'm, you're I'm, over I'm, under sixteen and you're yeah. at sixteen now? I think. No, I think I'm at eighteen now. Oh, okay. So oh. now you're over. Okay. Yeah, but so I, the thing was is like <laughs> I'm, I'm on this whole s'mores kick now for whatever reason. So this week, what it was is I made s'mores brownies, mm. peanut butter style. So. Oh. It, they peanut were butter re- s'mores? Excuse me? Peanut butter s'mores? That's what you're saying? No, 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 not really. So what it was is a, a layer of graham cracker crust on the bottom, right? Good. And then a layer of peanut butter, you know, a little bit of confectionery sugar, right, to give it a little bit more thickness than just regular peanut butter. Then brownies on top of that, and then marshmallows on top of that. It was so good and sickening all at the same time. That, that was, was the sweet. problem. <laughs> it was really good, but it was it was a little over the top. I, I do have pictures though. I'll make sure I post them next week. Yeah, dude, that sounds good. I, yeah. I just don't have, like marshmallows. Marshmallows just ruin the whole thing for me. I was, you I was know, gonna they're ask easily you peelable if, off, by the way, though. Okay. All right. Oh. I was gonna ask if either uh, Derek or Marissa, if either one of you guys have been to Gideon's yet, because I keep seeing oh, the pictures oh, and I'm yeah. so jealous. Oh, I want to go. Crazy. So I went the day I went to Disney Springs, like two days after Christmas. So I'm a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> Derek's like, "What are you doing? Go home." And it's like I'm gonna take my family to Disney Springs. Um, and so we, I was like, "And Gideon's is open, and we're gonna get in line." I had this whole like magical plan, and then I'm like, "Look, the, the door is open." So I tried to walk up the stairs, and they were like, "Oh no, the line's this way." It's like a three hour wait, but it's right around the corner. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all I- right. So we're not getting cookies. I had that day it actually opened. It was, I think it was on New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken, because my son's girlfriend came to our house on New Year's Eve and she showed up. She lives literally like, like right behind the Magic Kingdom, goes to the Disney parks like three times a week. So she shows up at our house on New Year's Eve with this bag, this no. big giant bag. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh, we just went to Disney Springs and we waited in line because I wanted to bring Owen, who's my son, um, some cookies for New Year's Eve. And so she waited in line for four hours on New Year's Eve and brought over literally 10 cookies from Gideon's. And I was like, what? You have them? It was like, you know, you open up the bag and you hear that music like, oh, it was, they were so I live the next block over. You didn't bring me we had nothing. There was nothing I to bring. You had ten cookies. There was nothing to bring. <laughs> I can't believe it. And literally, and the best part about it is, you see them and they look massive, <laughs> but they're not that big if you just slowly eat them in little bits, right? So <laughs> or you kind of them with break your off a bit and you walk over there, then you come back, break off another bit. But oh my god, the chocolate chip one, the toffee one—they're all. I can't. They were amazing. The next year, right <laughs> now, so you're like the sales director. Don't you have like an in? <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> Go flash them nothing. But yes, they're amazing. So definitely they're they're honest to God, they are they're worth it. They're so good. And the place looks super cool inside too, which is what makes it even cooler for me. So, yeah, it, it looks really cool. Awesome. I, I really want to eat those cookies. Like I, I and but and then I was even looking on their website. It was like, I wonder if they'll ship them to us. No, they don't ship. They just you can only get them there. And I think when they had their grand opening, it was like a twelve hour line. We were joking about it, but there was like a twelve hour line on their grand opening. So yeah, it's crazy. So well, at least you got to have some, Derek. Sorry, Marissa. Yeah, <laughs> man, I know. this is new right. to me. This, this interview is going down. I'm a fast. little shook over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the sales director is going to take away working hours for me. Like, what happened? That's funny. <laughs> All right, I guess we should ask some more DVC questions. Yeah, yeah, we should probably get away from the cookie topic before it gets. Uh crazy we get way out of out of yeah no that's okay that's that's why derek and marissa like coming on here we we can't stay focused and uh we're all over the place so <laughs> i'll read this one uh from crystal what are the trends derek and marissa are seeing with timelines for closing has disney been slower this month or so for east Apples and adding members loading points etc due to the layoffs an- announced in november yes I- yeah, they've been slower. No. Well, here's the good news. There's actually, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So it has been getting a lot better. So for a while there, kind of right after the layoffs, it was no joke. I mean, it was it, it was kind of rough, meaning, you know, you'd have to tell people. Not like, necessarily the layoffs. It was really right. after the shutdown. Yeah. Um, and for people who don't know, right. their, their admin team that does a lot of the estoppels and transfers, it's made up of like two people. So, Yeah, you think that there's this huge, massive department, like, a, you know, a Disney estoppel and rofer department. Now it's like two people that work there. So when all of that happened during the shutdowns and everything else, everything was just delayed. So everything was still going through. It was just taking a lot longer, meaning your rofer. I think, you know, we'd always tell people, you know, up to 30 days. But we were looking at some stuff was... 45 days. We even went to like 55 50 at the days. And then that's kind of the process that most people don't really think about is they think, oh, the long wait is going to be the rofer process. But actually, it could be what happens even after the rofer process. Yeah. So what we saw too, again, because it is about two people that work at Disney, they were transitioning to work from home, which they weren't set up for. And it's not like a lot of like normal businesses where you go work from home, you grab your laptop and work in your office. Disney has so many rules and steps around that. And again, it's people's private information. So they have to have a secure location and a secure hookup. So it can take months to get people approved for work from home. So they were immediately trying to do that with all these member service admin teams. So that was really what was probably taking most of the delay in terms of timeline. And then what happened was in terms of like closing, normally once closed, you wait a couple weeks and you've got your welcome home email and you log in and points are in your account. But it was taking about a month 
to set up the accounts and then another seven to 10 days. So we're talking five to six weeks after people closed before points were getting into their account. The good news is probably as of like August of last year, Disney was kind of going back to pacing timeframes in terms of normal. So although the layoffs happened in November, it really, they almost already had that pre-planned and set ahead of time. So they knew what their steps would be like. So that wasn't affected because they were back to running as normal. Yes, they have a lighter staff, but they're back to running normally. And right now we're seeing everything as it was before the shutdown. That's that's good. Go ahead, Trevor. Sorry. Well, I, no, I was going to say, no, that's, that's good. And th- thanks for the insight there. That's, uh, um, yeah, I, I guess the, yeah, the work from home thing, you're right. Is, you know, for, for most of us, it's, I guess was easier. I didn't think about all the security that would go into, you know, Disney making sure that people's information is protected and, you know, good on them for doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, so to keep things moving along, Crystal has another question for you guys. I, I don't know how far we want to get into this one. Um, it's kind of a big question. So, but I have so to keep it basic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She said, she says in general, which DVC resorts are preferred by various ages? For example, I assume, uh, BCV would be a favorite for tweens and teens because of storm along Bay. Um, and, and you know, for young kids like closer to magic kingdom or animal kingdom. Um, do you guys see any kind of patterns, I guess, around, um, you know, the, the types of families that are looking for different areas on the resort? Sure. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great, great question. Uh, obviously the great thing about DVC is that, you know, there's something for everybody out there, right? So we have families that, you know, once they think that they're going to stay in one location, but then one trip, they try another one and they fall in love with that one maybe for a few years. And that's what, I mean, honestly, what I love about DVC is that the resorts, you know, can actually grow with you. So I think in general, it's kind of a no brainer. So when we talk to families that do have young kids, they obviously gravitate towards, you know, the Magic Kingdom Resort areas, right? Bay Lake, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, just because of the location to the Magic Kingdom, right? And the ease of use. And the if ease you've of, got a stroller. You know, so if you've got a stroller, again, if you're at the Magic Kingdom in the middle of the day to be able to, you know, walk back to your resort or take a boat back or watch the fireworks from the beach. So that's a huge one for families. And then obviously when those kids, you know, maybe get a little bit bigger, maybe they want to move over to, you know, be closer to Epcot or be closer to the Hollywood Studios. So that's why we do see a lot of folks, which I don't care what age you are, I don't care. Once you stay in that Epcot Resort area, I truly believe once you stay at the Boardwalk or Beach Club, you have a hard time wanting to stay anywhere else. Just because if you are a fan of Epcot in particular, just to be able to walk right through the back door right there in that world show place or being able to take a boat to the studios or or walk to the studios. So again, there are... Derek has teenagers. And I have teenagers. <laughs> and I've got a toddler, so we're still in like Magic Kingdom land, right? Yep. So we're we're well, still like but Grand Floridian or Polynesian is where we stay. So and, that's a good kind of animal. We talk with too with with uh, in particular old Key West owners, right? Which are funny because once they've had their points for so so long is they're always great because they're always like, we bought an Old Key West and we love Old Key West. And every time a new resort comes out, they always quote unquote say, Yeah, we tried it. But then we went back to Old Key West, right? Because they love the rooms. They love they love the points are cheap there too. So yeah, every resort is different for everybody's reason. But but again, that's what's great about DVC is that it does kind of kind of grow with you as your as your lifestyle changes, and it really depends on what you want for that particular trip. You know, if you're just going to chill and relax, and to me, there's no better place than Animal Kingdom. You don't even have to go to the parks. Just to be able to sit on the balcony with a beer and just look at the animals and with a big giant batch of 
Gideon's cookies right on your balcony. <laughs> You're just rubbing it in now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. As I just glare at her when, when I say that. But yeah, that's you, you guys know they're all great for different reasons, but great, great and, question. And, and yeah, I know you're you're bringing up the points for all these other ones, but I mean you Sorry, I'm Team Polly. You're you're gonna have to fight me to convince <laughs> I, me not to stay there. <laughs> I know. There's nothing better than in yeah. that pool area. Like to me, just walking around the pool area, and oh, you yeah. just happen to look over, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's that's Cinderella Castle right there!" Right? You know what I mean? Like you see it just as you're sitting in your chair and listening to the music, and then at nighttime to watch the fireworks. You know, right from the beach, and that, yeah, that I know. See, now I yeah, want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it, that that one's a hard one for me to. to up. And that's not to say, you know, the other ones definitely have their perks as well. It's just, you're right. It's, it's, it's what makes sense to me at the yeah. moment. I didn't even tell you guys this yet, but just yesterday I actually booked a, booked a trip uh, <gasps> for April, uh, end of April for my wife's birthday. We're going to, and uh, we're going to stay at Boardwalk. I, I was oh. shocked that I was able to get a Boardwalk room, not only a Boardwalk room, but a standard view Boardwalk room, which what? is crazy. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that that was available uh, right now, but it was. So I, I'm going to come down and I think at the end of April, hopefully. So um, that just happened like literally yesterday afternoon. So, but to your point, I love the, you know, part of, we love the Boardwalk area, but the idea of walking just right into the back of Epcot's amazing. But also now with the Skyliner right yeah. there, I mean, that's awesome too, that, that convenience to hop on the Skyliner and, and go to uh, Hollywood Studios is is awesome too. So we're excited to stay at Boardwalk again. It's been been a little while. So. We just need Jelly Rolls to open at night. Then yeah. you've got it complete. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, Trevor, you want to do this next question from yeah. Andrew since it's kind of uh, applicable to you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'll speak for our international audience here. So so Andrew brings up. Uh, he says the resale process is more complicated where it involves one or more international party. Can you explain why and what the extra processes are as are needed as a result. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're an international buyer, we'll start there. It's quite simple. I think a lot of people are apprehensive because they don't know how much it's going to entail. But for the most part, if you're an international buyer, it's quite simple. The only time you might ever need to kind of plan in advance is going to be one, if you're going to finance, which Monera does now offer international financing. So when you are financing, you will be required to get a notary and an acceptable U.S. notary. So that's something that you're going to have to look into depending on what country you're in. Um, But that would only be a concern if you're financing. If you are paying for it outright, you don't need to worry about a notary. And then if you're purchasing Alani, you'll also need to get it notarized. So those are the only kind of two pauses when you're buying as an international guest to go, hmm, where's the nearest notary? How do we find that? Of course, us as agents, we're really, really happy to help and figure those out since we deal with international buyers all the time. Everything else is done very simply over email, DocuSign, remotely. And then on the flip side, being a seller, for those of you who have heard or done research, there's something called a FERPTA withholding. So the U.S. government withholds 15% if you are not a U.S. citizen selling property. And that's whether you're selling a timeshare or your home in Florida or North Carolina no matter where you're at, if you're not a U.S. citizen selling real U.S. property, the U.S. government is going to withhold 15%. Now, when you actually apply for the FERPTA reimbursement, they only hold 15% of the capital gains. So what is capital gains? So let's say you bought your contract for XYZ and you're selling it for this. It's whatever that profit is depending from what you bought. So for most of the time when you take out like commissions and all of that, people aren't making a dramatic profit. So that 15% ends up being quite minimal. Now it is a process to get that withholding refunded back. It can take anywhere from 
again, depending on what season we're in right now with the pandemic and everything going on, it's taken a little bit longer. But normally it can take anywhere from an additional 30 days up until as many as six months to get that refunded. So just something to be aware of as an international seller. But we do have a certified FERPTA agent that we work with that actually knows the Disney process very, very well. So if you are an international seller looking to sell, don't be intimidated by that. There is somebody who can hold your hand throughout that process. That's good to know that Monero does international financing. That's that's good to know, right? I, I don't I don't think I knew that actually. So and, and yeah, Trevor, you've done new. this process too. So sorry, sorry, Marissa. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's something new that they've added in. So yeah, and, okay. and and yeah, we didn't finance. So so when we bought our contract, we we didn't need to to do financing, which uh, yeah, definitely changes the the game a little bit. Um, but no, it's definitely good to know. And and thank you for that, Marissa. You know, I'm not planning to sell anytime soon, but it's definitely good to know what the uh, what some of the different hoops are that we just need to be aware of. So that's appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Thing. We have quite a few, we, we have quite a lot of international listeners. So uh, yes. this is, yeah, we're, we're, uh, what, what was it the other I, We were like top 20 in Canada in travel. So that's, yeah, Woo-hoo. we're big in Canada. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think it's just cause we have a Canadian host. That's all. You just, uh, Trevor just goes around telling everyone in Canada to listen to us. So. Yeah. I, I, I stand on the corner with a bullhorn and yell <laughs> on podcasts. So yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So. <laughs> um, so Chris wants to know how are Disney's recent changes, removals, uh, magical express annual passes affecting resale values? Uh, do they, what, what do they predict will happen with resale values post uh, COVID? Like, so once we're out of this pandemic, do you think the prices will change? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, we've noticed no change whatsoever. I mean, honestly, the market is so strong right now. I mean, we are just, we've never, ever been, been busier in terms of, in fact, we need more sellers than, (laughs) than ever before. So we're kind of sounding that alarm. So if you've got a contract and you're thinking about selling, please reach out to us. The market is a great, great time for sellers to go ahead and list because honestly, nothing has changed, you know, in terms of market value and average selling prices. Again, we have 95% of our listings still sell within 30 days or less um, and 80% sell within seven days. So it's a great market right now. And in fact, you can even go onto our website. If you just even go to the search bar, you can type in just the word average and you can actually see the average selling prices for each and every DVC resort over the last 12 months. So you can kind of see what's happened over the last year, right? You know, when the pandemic and everything started in March and April, prices took a little bit of a dip and now they're going right back up again. So I think overall, once we know that if there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, knock on wood, fingers, toes and every other body part crossed that, you know, the vaccine comes and everything opens up. We only imagine that the market's just only going to continue to even get stronger, which is great. I mean, personally, it, it makes me sad. And I know you guys have and will do, you know, many more shows about, you know, Magical Express leaving. Because I think one of your posters, I think maybe it was Dan or Jeremy. I, I can't remember who made a great post about it. And it really Jeremy. was. Yeah, Jeremy. Well, it was just such an emotional post because it's true. Because you miss that feeling of getting off the airplane. And you know what? I'm leaving everything in the hands of Disney. And it's that feeling of I don't have to worry about my luggage. You know, my vacation starts right now. You know, so it starts right now and I'm going to go into that bubble, which is part of getting on the Magical Express. I mean, I remember before the Magical Express in the late 90s, my wife and I used to have to, you know, we would rent a town car from a place called Florida Town Car Service. And we were, we loved them so much because they would meet you and the guy would have Mickey hands on at the airport. Again, it wasn't a Disney service, but then you'd get in the back of the car and he'd have all the Disney park maps there and he'd be playing a CD of Disney music. And so we always felt like, oh God, we're home. 
home. We're in Disney, right? Because we're just going to our resort. So I know that feeling. And it does make me sad because for so many families, and again, even talking with Becky too, you know, she's got, you know, many kids. And it's like the fact of uh, strollers and, you know, uh, car seats and everything else that families have to deal with. It was nice just to be able to kind of give that up. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a tangent there. But yes, the market <laughs> no, 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 remains no. very strong. <laughs> and I'm very sad about Magical Express. Well, Let me ask I, you. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry, Marissa, go ahead. <laughs> um, Disney's got obviously, if you haven't heard, they've got their new sold out prices coming out as well, where they're increasing the prices in the next couple weeks. So I think every time Disney does that, it speaks to the value of resale again, where people go, Oh, I'm going to be saving that much more. So I think we're probably going to see that kind of perfect storm within vaccines, more people traveling plus the price increase will probably in the next six months be talking about a fairly more significant price increase coming so so you guys you guys have heard because i've heard that rumor going around the direct prices of the sold out resorts are going up so that you guys think that'll happen sometime in the next few weeks yeah yeah aren't they going first week of feb is it it the first week of february oh okay okay Okay. and and it's strange because it's not all of them it's only only certain ones it's only certain ones yeah yeah but even no matter what whenever they do any sort of price increase there's that trickle down effect let let me ask you guys this does the scarcity of of contracts right now because it says you guys need sellers does that drive the price up a little bit too or is it just stay kind of it does it not kind of work on that like supply and demand kind of place so the good news is while we, yes we need a lot of sellers we're not into a point of where like supply is so low where like for example like grand californian is a good one sometimes we get to a point where grand californian is so low where it can jump up 20 to 30 dollars per point we're not like that with the current resale market we still have a really good amount of inventory and obviously in terms of shopping we have the most amount of inventory compared to anybody else but what we do like to have is we like to have as much inventory as possible for people who go, maybe I'm looking at for this specific one here or this use here right. or this stripped out. So maybe we don't have the perfect selection, but it's not to the point where it's like so low where we're seeing like, oh my goodness, Saratoga went up another $20 per point. Yeah. We've got three Saratoga Springs contracts left. $400 a point. That's, that's why the app is great though. Cause you put that alert in like, so I, you know, was looking for a hundred point contract, animal kingdom, March use year. I put those requirements in there and it took like a couple months for that exact contract to show up. But when it did, then it was like, oh, let's buy it. You know, it's yeah. there. So yeah, it's, that's why why I like using your app because you guys have that little alert thing. Now it's dangerous because because <laughs> <laughs> then I can just put an alert in there and then it pops up and then I uh, all of a sudden I'm I'm you know buying a new contract. But um. <laughs> yeah, very true. We have people all the time that say, "Listen, um, I just pulled over to the side of the road because I saw you had a thirty point beach club contract." <laughs> like, be safe first of all, and yes, there is a down payment required. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next step on your app is it needs to just go right to the Monera financing so that they could just, you know, do it all on the phone. Right I to like the application. The yeah. Trevor. <laughs> just saying. Marissa, hire Trevor. <laughs> uh, uh, Trevor, you want to read Mary's question? Yeah. Um, so Mary asks, uh, do you think there will always be a small contract premium? Any strategies for maximizing the value of these contracts? And do owners that have or that want to smell, sell one contract, but buy another, or sorry, uh, I didn't read that properly. Do they have owners that want to sell one contract and then buy another with the proceeds? Anything to keep in mind if that is your plan? So I think with small contracts, it really is resort dependent. Um, Like Derek made a joke about a small beach club. Just because at the time, if you go into the times of DVC, what is the most common point packages that they're selling during those times? If we talk beach club 
Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, a lot of the time they were selling 150, 160 point minimums. Yeah. Now they, yes, could they possibly do an add-on that was smaller? Yes, but they really weren't promoting it at all. Versus if we take like a Polynesian, for example, Derek and I both worked at the opening of Polynesian. We were part of that sale. And a lot of the times it was strategic to start somebody out with a 50 point or a 75 point contract just to get their feet wet. So you'll see Polynesian doesn't have as much of a premium attached on a 50 or 75 point than a beach club would just because it is going to be a little bit more common. So it's resort dependent um, in terms of small contracts. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny you say that because it's so true because when People that bought Old Key West when Old Key West first opened, it literally was, if you wanted to buy, I think it was 270 mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You had to buy 270 I remember when I started, it was Animal Kingdom was just about ready to open, and it was 160 It was like 160 If you wanted to sell anything less than 160 then you had to get a manager approval and move mountains to try to sell <laughs> anything less than 160 So, yeah, it's very resort-specific. So that's why, again, like she said, with Polly, we do see a lot of Polly smaller contracts, you know, 50, 60 points. But. And I guess we talked a little bit about the selling and buying something new, but we definitely do see that. And if you do have, strategically, if you bought and you divided your contracts up into a lot of small contracts yeah. and you have one of those high-demanded resorts, you could get a really nice premium. And let's say if you're turning around and wanting to buy more points at maybe like a cheaper resort or just getting more points for the sake of more points, that can be a really good strategy for people with small contracts. That's interesting. I never would have thought of it being like resort dependent like that, but it makes sense. It's, it seems, do you, what's the rhyme or reason to that? Like why, like why were they like 160 for Animal Kingdom? Like is there, was that like a certain time period or that's just what they wanted no. to sell or like? It literally was just a marketing decision, you okay. know, so that, you know, and, and they just kind of basically used it where they taught vacation club glides at that time, like, you know, 160 points will get you, you know, eight to 10 nights during certain times a year in a studio where it'll get you five to six nights in a one bedroom. So they just wanted to keep it consistent. It strictly was a marketing decision. Well, even now with Riviera, because Riviera is now 125 minimum to be an official member with the blue card, right? So I think they're going away from during the time. And again, we were there for Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Copper Creek. During that time, Copper Creek had to bump up to 75 points was the minimum. But it wasn't uncommon for Grand Floridian or Polynesian for you to sell a very new member 50 points. And so I think Disney wanted to go away from that. And so that's why I think they will become more rare as we go further down the line because 125 is now the new focus. So I just think it depends on season and resort. But I do think as we go further down, we'll see less and less. Interesting. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I I just never thought about it that way. So, yeah. All right, cool. Uh so we have one more question on here that has nothing to do with DVC, but I had to I had to put it on here just because Derek answered it in the group and I feel like Derek wants to answer this question. <laughs> so, uh, Dan wants to know is there a right way and a wrong way to load a dishwasher? I have a particular way of loading it in parentheses the right way. My kids put things in willy-nilly and then I come along and rearrange it. Please help me justify my actions. Derek had some strong opinions on this. 100 100%. And yes, this is DVC related because remember, when you stay in a one bedroom and higher, you have a dishwasher in That's your room. Right. So we can we can slowly work it back to a DVC. But yes, I'm a firm believer that there is a right and a wrong way to load the dishwasher, Dan. I agree with you 100%, especially when it comes to bowls. 
Bowls have to be placed in a strategic location. It's not because I'm anal. It's not because I have OCD. It's because the water pressure from the bottom cannot get up to the very top where the bowls are. So then if you finish your load, you pull it out and you see, okay, the stuff on the bottom is all clean, but all the bowls still have dried cereal in them or anything else. Who doesn't have a dishwasher with two arms these days, though? You got the one on the top, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, well... Maybe I just have the wrong dishwasher. Why don't you just get a new one, too? Yeah, we have a really good dishwasher. I don't even know. Does mine have a thing on the top of it? But the bowls are face down, though. So the, a, a top isn't going to spray clean. and clean it underneath. So the top of the bowl is fine, but inside the bowl, it needs to be clean from the bottom up. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what I'm having a problem with. So, yes, yeah, Dan, yeah. I believe there is a way to do it. So I always tell my kids, listen, don't even waste time doing it because I'm going to spend more time. Do you pre-wash your dishes before they go in the dishwasher? That might be a good idea. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> that might I don't be. do that. <laughs> no, I know. Who's got I always, that? I always think of that commercial where the, the kid goes, her, her mom's washing the dishes off and then she goes, what does the dishwasher even do? That's how I always think to myself is like, why am I pre-washing my dishes when I'm just going to put them in the dishwasher? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, my mom, I was very particular with us and dishes. And she, like, I had to do dishes at a very young age. And she also was obsessed with Tetris at the time. So it was like <laughs> this whole thing of like, it wasn't about placement of like bowls need to go on top. It was just like, you need to fit as much as you can into that dishwasher. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. show you how. So that was our big thing growing up. <laughs> That's the trick is that, you know, I don't want to do the dishes. So we're going to maximize space right. in there. And when your kids just throw stuff wherever, that you, you have to do more loads. So. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> especially if you happen to have a plate that's filled with leftover Gideon's cookies, it's really hot. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> You're going to have to like go, go get some Derek now and bring him to Marissa. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sitting here just like craving yeah. a cookie. Yeah, let me go carve out eight hours today. To drive to Springs. Well, well maybe you go to the other Orlando. Don't they have another Orlando location that's not at Disney Springs? Go to that one. I bet it's less busy. We just don't venture out that far. <laughs> just, uh, just make sure you post in the group when you send the apology cookies. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta. I, I think you can pre-order them too on their website. I, all, all I right. know is I just want to go there just to go to get some Gideons. Like I'm going to make a special trip to Diddy's, Disney Springs when I go down just to get Gideons because I really want some of those cookies. Marissa will bring you some to the boardwalk. That's part of her new sales director <laughs> job. <laughs> I like it. That sounds you get good. Right on that. <laughs> So I we love having you guys on. We could talk to you guys for hours, but um, what what's the best way they can contact you if, if any of our listeners want to talk to you, ask you questions, if they want to buy a contract, if they have questions about selling a contract, any of that stuff? How how do they reach out to you guys? Yeah, so our website is dvcresellmarket.com. Head on over, check on out. We've done a little bit of upgrading, got a new logo. So come see us if you haven't in a while. Um, to reach out to us, email is probably the easiest way to get myself or Derek. It's really, really simple. It's just our names. So mine is M-A-R-I-S-S-A at dvcresellmarket.com. And Derek's is D-E-R-E-K at dvcresellmarket.com. But always mention if you're putting an offer in and saying, hey, I want Derek as my agent or Marissa, or if you're emailing, mention welcome home because we love to know where you came from and honestly you guys are some of the best listeners because we know our welcome home listeners are super educated and know what's going on and it's super fun like Derek and I get so excited when we see welcome home in the comments because we go oh awesome they've got to hear this or learn about that so it's been, a really great they've been taught by the expert Trevor yeah there we go <laughs> but, yeah that's right <laughs> oh, boy. That's, but, but oh, yes man. please 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 put that in the comments because then when we see that it's an offer from welcome home then Marissa and I get to both work on it with you so nice. you actually get both of us for the for the price of one the contract. low low price of one <laughs> whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i don't know so, that's yes. funny 
Yeah, no, I, 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 we appreciate when everybody does that, and uh, you know, every once in a while, we get, I get emails from from Derek and Marissa going, uh, "We had all these people from the show uh, reach out to us, and and we know we, you guys always hear from our listeners a lot after you guys show up on the show too. So, um, and plus they're they're in our Facebook group too, so you yes. can just you know just uh, yeah. throw throw a tag out there for yeah. Derek or Marissa, and then they'll you know they can answer in there too. So <laughs> we love it. We love being able to come on. We love your audience. You guys are just so interactive with each other and fun, and you're, you're you know your your members. Have have such such passion for you guys and passion for the show and passion for disney so for us it's just an absolute no-brainer so we love love coming on we, we love having you guys on and you guys have been uh, you know for so many i mean for years now i mean what are we coming up on four years trevor yeah. and damon i think yes. it's four years yeah i guess it is <laughs> yeah and you guys have been there since the beginning i mean i think the first time we had nick on but then after that nick was like i don't want to do that anymore and said, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, i've got to slowly plot to take over the world i ain't got time to do this he's got, yeah, he doesn't have time to do our <laughs> podcast anymore so no we we love having you guys on and uh you guys are always so informational and everybody uh really enjoys it so I, as you could see from all the questions that were asked uh people were excited to for you guys to be on so please reach out to derek and marissa for your questions about this if you're selling a contract buying a contract please uh or you know reach out to them about any of this stuff they'll they'll, they'll help you out uh so so we appreciate you guys coming on thanks thanks again you're thanks welcome for having us. thanks so much everybody thanks uh thanks for everything and go buccaneers <laughs> <laughs> right. we just lost half our audience on that comment oh, <laughs> yeah you better address that exactly Damon, you're not a green bay fan are you I am a not Tom Brady fan. That's me too. I, I, I just root against Tom Brady at all costs. So that's where I'm. I would agree with that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I like to go out with him. All right. So let me go ahead and put my Bucks hat back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Wait, I think is, there, is there is there a bet that if Green Bay wins, I don't have to put money down on a contract? I don't, know. Oh, I don't, think, I don't think that's how see, it works. Now, if you're willing to take that bet, I'm all in. That's how you, that's how you start the second part of the show. Sure. <laughs> to do it i love it i love it that's awesome. <laughs> thank you guys so much you, you guys are awesome i mean thanks for coming on yeah we, we, we love having you guys on so thank you again as always so and I'll, I'll see if when i come down in april i'll see if i can carve out some time to to uh to hang out with you guys uh, if i can it's it's for my wife's birthday so i don't know what we're going to be doing yet we're, we're still figuring it out we literally just decided yesterday that we were going to go down so yeah yes, be yeah fun. believe me if, if you have time i would love to just swing by yeah. anywhere you're at just to say hi in person that's it i'm not gonna we'll, come. we'll, we'll make it happen we'll meet at gideon's how's that yeah. <laughs> let me know when you're at the front of the line yeah. <laughs> i think there's I a limit of four per person so you know. yeah i will come and help load your dishwasher for you there you go and, and that's it thank you guys uh, all right so great having derek and marissa on we just we love having them on and i know when we ever anytime we have them on you guys always love it too so actually we should we should do our ad really quick here oh before you we can't do the ad right here you got to take a break we got to take a break don't be that do- other podcast <laughs> you don't want to do an ad right here? This no, you got you to have another section in because it's right, like right, a, yeah. a mini ad in and of itself. There's a new section called Damon's Random Topics of the Week. I, I totally hate the name. But <laughs> we'll, we'll what do you want to call it? I don't know. I, I mean, know, it's it's fitting, right? It's three topics that are not related. <laughs> yeah. All right, I mean, go I ahead. Go, right, talk, so let, let's talk, let's talk already, about masks. I know that masks are, are a big thing, and I know that we had our first uh post in the group that i thought was very well done we actually talked a a little bit about masks and everyone was very cordial which again i want to say thank you for because that's always nice to be able to have an adult discussion 
about masks because that's, you know, it's, it's a good topic to have a discussion about. Anyway, so I know that we're waiting on some other masks to come, but I was able to get the primal masks. So I had originally gotten the 2.0. It's kind of a cool mask. It's got pineapples on it. It's neat. And it does have a strap on the back also to kind of hold it in place. But what I was actually able to do is that they just have a new one. It's the 3.0, right? Surprise, surprise. And I was able to order it for my daughter because I know that one of the big things we've been talking about is masks for sports or exercising, which really is is kind of Disney related because if you can exercise in something, then you can walk around Disney with it as well. So I got this 3.0 mask. And what's really nice about it is, is that the layer of fabric, the interior layer of fabric now is copper woven to be antibacterial um, and to, you know, nice and fresh smelling and all that. So all they really did from the two to the three it looks like is they, they made everything a little bit cleaner in terms of their stitching and the way that this 3d printed, it, it almost looks like a Mobius inside of it. And it's, it's kind of cool. It holds the mask away from your face a little bit. And what it was nice about that is that it was, like I said, it helps you breathe a little bit easier because the mask doesn't suck in, which, which is great. Right. And so it's like I said, this little plastic piece, but this, like I said, has a nice layer inside, which is copper fitted. It's a little bit, you know, tighter stitching and a little bit more well done for the pocket to hold this plastic piece. Totally great mask. I think my daughter's going to end up wearing it for soccer and I think it's going to work out well. I know, like I said, we have some people in the group that are trying some other masks as well, but I like the previous iteration. So this really just takes it a step further. So I think that's a definite bonus in terms of masks. I keep on asking if anyone wants me to order any of the other masks that we kind of went on the list because I'm more than happy to order and test them out. But if everyone's, you know, all good, then you know, I'm not going to just continue to order masks unless we, you know, have that need. So if there's any other masks you'd like me to test out, especially in terms of exercising or walking, please just let me know. All right. So let's see. These are random topics. Um, did you already talked about your baking though, right? Yeah, I did. Um, so now we just got to hear about your Disney dream. My Disney dream. I have to bring up my notes because, you know, when you have a dream, I feel like you really have to take notes on that. So I, I felt like I went for a note. So let me just bring up my phone and let me bring up my notes. I'll, because I'll tell you really quickly while you're yeah, doing that. I, sure. I have a recurring Disney nightmare dream where we go and then I can't get anybody to do anything. Like, you know, it'd be like, I, I seriously, this is a nightmare I have all the time where we're like in the parks and I'm like, oh, let's go to Big Thunder. And everyone's like, mm, like we, we can't, you know, nobody wants to move or do anything. And then we get lost somehow, even though, you know, I could navigate blindly through Magic Kingdom if I needed to. Like, you know, it's it's a whole reoccurring dream with that, I, I, with getting lost and, and not being able to get enough done at Disney World. That seems... That seems like a, a nightmare. I feel like that's the same kind of nightmare as like when you're trying to run and you're not moving. Like, yes, that, that's what it is, Trevor. It, that's it's exactly that, what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's, it's like literally, it's like there's always a reason why we can't go to the next thing. And then like next thing you know, it's nighttime and we've got nothing accomplished. <laughs> okay, so that's that, the that's things a, I stress dream about. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good one. This, this was, it was far more interesting. Like no disrespect to that. I, I get those dreams. My reoccurring dream is not graduating college. Just in case anyone's curious about like what everyone's reoccurring dreams are. Mine is not mm. graduating college. And like, it was so funny because I'm in my, you know, final year and school was hard. I went to a really hard school, super hard. I will never do that to my kids. I'm just letting everyone know. So I, I'm trying to finish this thing. And one of the things that we had to do is we had to create, this is for all these IT people. We had to, I was going to school for computer engineering. We had to recreate Pascal 
in computer language, right? So we had to <laughs> oh, create <laughs> the whole program of Pascal yeah. with, you know, computer language. Okay. okay. And yeah. what happened was, is that my, my teacher was brand new that year, right? Brand new. I gave it a best effort. I would consider giving it an F effort because I really was just way too overwhelmed. But either so was everyone else or it was a first year teacher and I ended up with a C and I was like the happiest person ever. So I always have dreams about not completing college. But anyway, this is not what this dream is about. This dream was actually really cool. So I, I it was not at Walt Disney World. I feel like it had to be in some made up place in Disney. So me, Trevor, and Tom, and, and the reason this becomes relevant is because me, Trevor, and Tom are all together in this booth. It's like almost like a popcorn booth, let's say, but we were selling something, but I don't know what it was, but it was during Halloween. Now, here's the thing. I've met Tom a few times. I've never actually met Trevor. So, Trevor was actually the dude from Mr. Beast, the friend with the goatee. <laughs> that was you, Trevor. Okay. All right. Sure, I, I, we've been not? watching a lot of Mr. Beast lately, yeah. so I think that's how that kind of fit in there. <laughs> but what's very interesting is that we were – so there was this huge field. I said it was definitely Halloween, and it was at night. And everyone had – and maybe I should piece these two together because everyone had these really cool light-up Headless Horseman bracelets. So maybe that's what we were selling. But they were the coolest things I've ever seen. They were these bracelets, and it was kind of like – you know, a, a TikTok sort of watch. Like, so the head, which was lit up in neon, which is obviously impossible, right, for the size of this device, was kind of going back and forth, left and right, left and right. And then the Headless Horseman actually comes, but there's this huge field in Disney. Like, it, it's set up for, I don't know what, like, kind of like Central Park in the middle of Disneyland. It was, it was a very interesting dream, though. Like I said, I, I don't know where we were going with all of this, but we had this booth. And again, I'm assuming it must have been we were selling these cool bracelets. I don't know why Disney doesn't make these things. They look pretty darn awesome. And then the Headless Horseman is just riding around on his horse throughout this pseudo Disney area. I, I'm going to imagine that maybe it's what I think Disneyland is like. It had this, like, maybe it was Disneyland. Maybe you're dreaming know. of the Esplanade in Disneyland, which is like the know. big I, central area between the two parks. I, I don't know. It was very neat, though. It was a very vivid dream. And I woke up and I was like, man, I got to write this one down. So we're, we're asking everyone else if they've had the, you know, Disney dreams, uh, maybe like Tom's where you're, I don't know, worried about people not going on rides or weird ones like mine. Just just let us know. But that, that was really it. It wasn't it wasn't super exciting, but it was just kind of cool. I just love the fact that Trevor was not Trevor and he was the dude from Mr. Beast. <laughs> uh, that, that, was that is pretty great. Yeah, you're just you're just filling gaps because you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I had one before where I was going to Disneyland, but I'd never been to Disneyland. But when we were like pulling up, it was like a mud parking lot and we had to like walk through the woods to get to the front gate. Like it was, it was weird. And I've also had them too, where I've had dreams where like uh, it ends up being like a mix of Six Flags and like Disney. So it was mm. like, yeah. So because like, you know, I, I went to Six Flags a ton when I was a kid. And like, so it would be like a mix of certain of that, things right? from Six Flags. It wait, just so wait, weird. wait. Hold on. One, you have pictures of Six Flags. Two, what the heck did you do there? All there is is We've World had this World discussion Coast. before. Remember yeah, the Skull Mountain that. thing? Was, we had that discussion. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, we always had season passes when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, no, I've had that dream. Did I tell you I, I actually finally watched what's it called? What action uh, the Action Park. Park documentary? No. Yeah, yeah, it was I great, did. right? It was great. Yeah, it. My, my daughter was like befuddled she that such a place that could existed. exist. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it was it was amazing because she was like, I can't believe something like this existed. And you went. And then it was funny because I was talking to my mom and she was like, what do you mean you went all the time? And I was like, yeah, probably every weekend. And she's like, well, how? And I was like, well, you know, my parents were divorced, right? So sure, my yeah. father would always take me. And I guess he never told my mom that he was taking me. <laughs> so, like, I was there all the time. And then I had to go back in my head and think, like, who did I go with? It's like, no, I went there an awful lot by myself as, like, a 13-year-old, just all the time being there. I'm, You know, my sister, my stepsister went with me probably once or twice. Like, I know I went with a friend once or twice, but... Honestly, most of the time I was there by myself, which is crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Absolutely bonko. So I, well, I thought that was interesting. It's even weird to me, though, too. Like, and those, for, for those that don't know, we're talking about the documentary Class Action Park, which is based on uh, Action Park, which is a, a, uh, known as a, like the most dangerous, uh, amusement park in the, in the country or in the, probably in the world, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, world, it's on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, check it out. It's really, really good. But it's funny, Damon, because like later when I was older, I was, you know, a camp counselor and I, this was after it wasn't Action Park anymore, but a lot Mountain of the Creek same stuff was no? still there. What's that? The Mountain Creek. Yeah, it was Mountain Creek, but a lot of the same rides were still there. It's not like it was all that different. The well, no, because, and there. again, what, what I was trying to explain to my daughter was, is that I was able to kind of witness cliff diving from its inception to what it eventually became, what right, became, over yeah. the course of the years. And I remember the first time going over there, you know, people could do flips. You could do whatever you wanted off of it, and you didn't even have to wait for the people underneath to leave before you jumped off, right? So that was iteration <laughs> one. And then iteration two was you kind of sort of had to pretend like you were waiting for the people in the bottom to get off. Okay. And then they changed it to no flips. You could just dive. And it was interesting that that was the point that I dove. I, this was like a big, like rite of passage was diving off of the cliffs, at cliff diving. Cause they're not small. No. And the, it, again, I was always a strong swimmer, right? I was always on swim team. So that wasn't the problem. It was still super scary. So then you could dive. And then I remember going where, all you could do is jump. So each ride went through this different yeah. you know, process of iterations. And it's like, if you were there in the beginning, wow. It's way right? tamer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize how many people had, again, I remember going into the Tarzan swing and it was funny revisiting that and realizing how much social pressure was on you to do that when there was literally 300 people screaming obscenities at you. Oh, yeah. If you didn't go and do it and at least try to do something semi-cool, and heaven forbid you mess that up. <laughs> oh, it, it was the, it could have been the worst thing ever because you were scared to do something poorly. And then I didn't realize how many people had heart attacks on that because of the cold. Because the cold water. Yeah, yeah, because I would always go in and be like, wow, this is the coldest water I think I've ever been in. And I've polar bared as well. And it was still felt like it was colder than that because it was so warm outside, right? It was the discrepancy of the yeah, temperatures was, was so huge. Um, and I didn't realize how many people had problems because of that. And then oh, yeah. the cannonball that went underground, like my daughter says to me, she goes, what if you got stuck in it and you're underground? Like, what do they do? And I was like, well, they try to push more water through. Well, what if you don't come out? Well, I guess that's it for you, right? And <laughs> like, you it was out. interesting because yeah. I, I went with my wife at one point. Um, so I don't even know how that factors in because I don't even remember the year. I mean, it must have been. So that must have been the same sort of time that you went when it was Mount Creek because this was in yeah. the 90s at that point. 
And um, yeah, I would have gone to- late nineties, early two thousand, probably. Yeah, yeah, and this would have been probably mid to late nineties. And she went down it, and she hates water rides. I mean, obviously, we've heard a bunch of water ride stories, right? <laughs> you know, she hates. And this is probably what did her in. Is that I said that we would take her out to dinner. I would take her out to dinner at her favorite place. If she did it, she did it. She like was so mad that whole day. And then the place we were supposed to go to because I waited too long to take her closed down. And then like I was in the doghouse. I feel like forever on that one. <laughs> So, yeah, that's it's it's a good documentary. I'm glad you finally watched it because yeah. it, uh, it brought up some some fun memories of New Jersey. Yeah, um, it did. It's, it is called Action Park again, though. Too, they they brought it back. It's like the the son of the original owner brought it back, and now it's Action Park again. I don't know if it's still open but, at this point, but yeah, it, yeah, I, I'm sure there's all kinds of disclaimers around what Action. Oh, Park I'm sure they fixed up a lot of things. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. So that's cool that you finally got to watch it. So. So j- just a little aside to that, um, you know, you're talking about documentaries and crazy things back, you know, in the late eighties and nineties. Uh, I didn't realize this or, or um, so, uh, in Alberta or in Edmonton specifically, there's, a um, uh, West Edmonton mall is a large, um, uh, it's a, it's a big mall that has an amusement park in it. And there's a roller coaster inside of that amusement park, which it turns out, um, so I knew about, there was a couple of accidents that happened there back in the eighties and nineties. Like, uh, unfortunately it was very tragic. There was people that died. Mm-hmm. Um, but that particular roller coaster is the reason for a lot of these safety precautions that we have nowadays on roller coasters. Oh, so if you, uh, if you guys are interested, look up the mind bender at West Edmonton mall. And, uh, I found some interesting things on YouTube. If you want to learn a little bit of roller coaster history. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So let's do let's do this ad really quick, like way late in the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. For, for DVC Rental Store. Uh, DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. Of course, as always, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Please uh, make sure you tell them that. Uh, as you heard from Derek and Marissa for DVC Resale Market and Monero and all those places, it's very important to say that. So again, dvcrentalstore.com or 1-855-DVC-RENT. All right. Cool. All right. Now, yeah, we are getting towards the end of this, but we do have a couple of we have things, a couple things in here. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, did you watch so, this video? Did you watch this Imagineering video of this new Spider-Man ride? I haven't. Uh, not yet. So you got yeah, you got to pop it up real quick because okay. it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so this is specifically about the uh, the 3D glasses that they're using. Is, is this the video with Tom? It's uh, no. Hall? So the video they share shows them on the ride and like how you actually interact with the ride, which is pretty cool. Uh, so like there's no gun or anything like you just and I think we heard about this before, but seeing it in action was kind of cool. So like you wear 3D glasses on this Spider-Man ride that's going to it's coming to California Adventure. And basically you you do like the Spider-Man like shooting web motion as you're like your shooter. And like Disney has like built some technology, some like motion sensing technology into the ride vehicle. So like you're just using your hand to shoot stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I can totally see that because, uh, believe it or not, I actually have, um, uh, so I, I got a VR, um, set up for Christmas and 
the controllers that I have, you, even though they're, they're still controllers, um, they strap to your hand, but they actually sense your individual finger movements. That's awesome. So, so, so in games, I can literally like grab stuff with my hand and pick it up and throw like, you know, you know, like throwing a ball and stuff like that. So this is not that far of a stretch. To, yeah, and you're not even holding anything though. Too. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's yeah. This is this is that next level of you know the, this technology already exists. It's cool that they're they're implementing it in a way which you know also considering what the way things are right now, the more that you know, I know that you still have to put on 3D glasses, but yeah, not having to touch something <laughs> is kind of a big thing, but still making it interactive is very cool. So I mean, it's really funny though, to watch the video. Like if you guys haven't seen this video, go like search for it. Cause it's, it's out there. I think it's on, I th- I'll put it on the show notes. I'm pretty sure it's through Disney parks blog. So I'll put it in the yeah. show notes, but it's kind of funny to watch the, everybody in the ride vehicle doing this. Cause you just kind of look silly, you know, <laughs> like it just, it, it looks silly all the hand motions that they're doing, but you know, in context, I guess it won't, but uh, seeing it like that was, was kind of funny. I was also excited too, to just see the thing with Tom Holland, uh, like doing like the ride video because it was making me laugh. Cause they had a mini version of the uh, of the ride vehicle on the table as mm-hmm. he was doing his intro and it just made me think of dinosaur and like that whole beginning sequence where they have the ride vehicle model just sitting there i just i, I love when they do that when they have the ride vehicle there i don't like, know why like that weird like meta kind of reference yeah. to the ride yeah yeah it just kind of i for some reason i just like that i i think it's kind of funny and 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 neat when they do that and, and dinosaur has one of the better pre-show uh pre-ride videos too i would say so yeah i, I would agree on, on on the topic of you know the the looking silly when you're doing the motions um i actually had this conversation literally last night with my brother because um we both have vr headsets and we've been playing a lot of vr games together and we both agreed um at one point we uh my brother um he had his uh he had his webcam on he, he forgot that he had left it on and we as we were talking and then he was like oh i should turn that off and i pointed out that you know when when you're doing stuff whether it's in vr or something interactive it always feels a lot more amazing than it looks like when, oh, when you're yeah. when you're doing certain motions you're like oh the, you know you know i'm you know i'm attacking something with a sword or you know this feels awesome but then if you watch what's actually happening it never looks like it, 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 never, it never looks, looks cool yeah it never <laughs> looks cool or flashy or anything right it's it's always well, like okay yeah <laughs> that's what i always said about um about what you call it uh, uh the void i was like somebody has to be sitting behind the scenes watching the video feed of people walking around like this and just laughing like because it has yeah. to look hilarious right <laughs> just people walking into stuff and reacting to things that you can't that, that they can't see it's just really funny um, but this looks cool. I, 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 I'm excited for this to open whenever, you know, they can open it. It, it kind of seems like the ride is mostly done, uh, based on this because they filmed this a long time ago and they're just releasing it now. So it just seems to be that the, you know, the park needs to reopen. So. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the bigger challenge is that they're, they're just waiting for uh, a green light on the park reopening. And I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Avengers campus comes, you know, hard and fast with the park reopening. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I I would think that they would they would do that quickly and and uh but it was neat to see. I like the behind the scenes stuff like that. I think it's kind Absolutely. of really good to see that. So. Yeah. And um, then uh you know, some news just came out too that the Festival of the Lion King is going to be returning to Disney World, which I th- I think is great. It's going to be a little modified obviously. Uh if you've ever done that show, you're kind of sitting on top of people and on bleachers. So yeah. I'm sure they're going to space that out a little bit, but 
Um, it looks like they're also going to uh, do some physical distancing too for the performers. So, but I, I think this is great that entertainment, like the live entertainment is coming back. So, yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, this is sorely needed right now because, Agreed, yeah. you, you know, we like, yeah, obviously, you know, we talked about the magical express earlier and, and you know, all the feelings around that, um, you know, that this, this is the same kind of thing. And, and, and I guess I, I, I feel, you know, you know, Jeremy wrote that post about the magical express. Um, I understand the point of view that he's coming from, you know, you know, there is definitely a lot of emotion yeah. and everything around it. And, and, you know, I guess when we talked about it last week, we weren't, you know, for us, you know, we don't have that feeling around it, but that doesn't invalidate any of your feelings around it. Absolutely. The same thing goes for festival of the lion King is um, for me, the show was never something that like I, I liked it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't at the top of my list. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that doesn't mean, I think the fact that they're bringing it back just shows, you know, there, there's so many other shows that need to come back as well. I'm glad that, that, that they are focusing on this because it is near and dear to a lot of people. And I, I feel that it's a good sign. You know, you know, people keep talking about, you know, what, it, what is left of Disney? What, you know, they keep taking everything away. What do we have left? And it's like, you know, we, we talked about this months ago is that yeah. you're not, you know, things had to dial back. Things had to, you know, be put down to the bare minimum. They will come back eventually. It's just, we have to be patient. And, yeah. you know, again, this is a good sign that, you know, hopefully in the next couple of months, you will start seeing these things come back. And, and then, you know, maybe in a year or so, we'll be back up to, you know, close to where we were before everything closed down. Yeah, the, I'm I'm glad about this too. I think this is a, a great thing. It's it feels like a light at the end of the tunnel, right? It feels yeah. like things will slowly start to come back. Like this is, it almost feels like this is like the first thing in a series of things that will happen. You know what I mean? Like this is the the first uh, shoot to drop, basically. You know, uh, the the one disappointing thing I did see is that the tumble monkeys will not be part of this, which is actually probably my favorite part of this show, but. It's understandable. Yeah, it's it's fair because the that whole part of the show is very you know the the um the the um acrobats yeah. in that party it's it is very hands on and very interactive Close to each other. Yeah. And, and and I understand you know I, I'm sure that those guys are still you know training together and all that, but again, there there's still just a higher risk with it. And, yeah, again, yeah. I mean, again, and then those will come back at some point too. But I've also seen that show without them too. Like they've, mm-hmm. the, there was one time I got, I don't know if like one of them was sick or hurt or something, but the the show you know happened and the, there was no tumble monkeys because I don't, I, I'm guessing that's a very specific skill set that they don't have a lot of backups for, right? Right. You know, they, there was a I, I there was a documentary piece on there the behind the scenes for them. I can't remember if it was on Disney Parks blog or. Oh yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. If, if anybody hasn't watched that, you know, go go look it up. And yeah, those guys they put in a ton of work to do that. I mean, so. <laughs> if you watch it, I'm I'm always amazed by it. I'm like, how can you even do that? <laughs> you know, like it's it amazes me every time. I'm I'm always uh, shocked by it, and that's that's my favorite part of the show. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it's it was disappointing the one time I saw it and they weren't in it, but you know, it's still a great show. The singing's great. The, all the other stuff is great. It's, you know, overall, it's just a, uh, an excellent show, but, but, uh, the, the tumble monkeys are definitely a highlight for me. So, yeah, yeah but again, those will come back eventually. Is it all stuff that's, you know, let's going slowly in phases, right? 
Exactly. And, and like you said, you know, hopefully this is the first in a line of announcements, you know, you know, let, let's wait and see what happens going into the summer. Maybe you will see, you know, things like Phantasmic come back and fireworks and all those kinds of things as things calm down. But even if they don't happen over the summer, like I said, you know, it, it's hard and, you know, especially for, for us, you know, being international, it's even harder is, you know, we, I want to go down there so bad, but it's also, you know, we have to learn a little bit of patience right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about, cause we talked about last week, everybody was freaking out about, um, about the annual pass thing going away uh, for Disneyland, mm -hmm. but they've already sent out a survey now to new, to, uh, to, to current, you know, annual pass holders about, you know, what the future could look like. And this is kind of what I expected, right? Yeah. Like, I, this is kind of what I expected. There's still going to be an annual pass thing, right? It's just going to be, there's different options they're going to offer. So it, this, from this survey, it looks like a lot of what they're doing and you, to everybody out there, a lot, most people know this, but, and we said this last show, Disneyland's very different than Disney world, right? So it, the current annual pass system there, it was, it, the parks were getting too busy to the point where they actually had uh, basically put in a pass that was you had to put in reservations ahead of time to come because so, they were trying to lessen the crowds. The crowds were crazy. So now what it looks like they're doing is they're going to have different tiers of these passports that have uh, different lengths of reservation windows. So like, you know, 90 days out, 60 days out, same day, anytime, you know, like that kind of thing, which I think is great. Yeah, I think that makes sense, actually. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I, I think, you know, at least for this foreseeable future that this is not a hundred percent replacement for an no. annual pass, you know, make, make no mistake about that. Um, you know, like you said, Disney, Disneyland is in a position where, you know, when they open back up, they, they can't afford to have just a ridiculous amount of annual pass holders there. Yeah. As much as I, you know, you know, having an annual pass at Disney World, you know, you know, you, you want that. Everybody wants that. But, you know, Disney has to they're thinking beyond just admission to the park. And and, and that's the biggest problem here is, you know, that this is just factoring, you know, yeah, you're getting admission. But, you know, they, they need to start making money again on hotel souvenirs, all that kind of stuff. Food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so as much as, you know, none of us wants to hear it, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> in my opinion, you know, this, this wouldn't be the best thing. You know, if, if I had the option to get a, an annual pass at Disneyland, I would take that opportunity. But, you know, the fact that they're not offering it, it's, I, I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, just like we were talking about with Lion King is, you know, we got to be patient and just see how things unfold here over the next, really, we're going to be talking at least another year to two years before things get back to resembling normal again. Like, yeah. 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 I, I kind of like these like flexible annual passes. Like I, I almost wish there was like an annual pass for like Disney world where it was like cheaper and you, you could like only go like 20 days a year or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be like perfect. A, almost like I mean? a, like a ticket book kind of thing where you yeah. just, yeah, you just yeah. buy like so many admissions and then you can decide when to use them. But it's, 
at a discount. And right? I mean, yes, could I buy a 20, 20 days worth of tickets? I mean, yeah, I guess, but not right now. But I mean, I could. It's, you know, but it, it would just be kind of cool to have like a pass holder option like that. And, yeah. And this is, it looks like, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're varying the reservation window times, how many times, how many reservations people can hold at a time. Some of the options have like any time reservations. So I guess that just means they can show up whenever. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting what they're testing out here, but this is, I mean, it's still an annual pass. It's just, it's different flexibility options, right? Yeah. It's just different different ways of using it. And, uh, you know, obviously the cheaper options don't get as much flexibility and the more expensive options get more flexibility, right? That's always how it works. So I, I think this is interesting. And I, I think it's a good idea that they're surveying the, the, the annual pass holders to see what, what features they want the most, you know? Yeah, it, exactly. I, I, I don't disagree with you there. And it's, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, I guess, how how quickly they change this. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be curious, you know, th- this will probably be in place for at least the next six months to a year. But I, I mean, I, I've also, I, I guess I'm thinking back to like, like 2015, 2016 era with them is that they were ch- like Disneyland, they will shift gears very quickly when they need to. Yeah. Like I, I remember, like a couple of times a year, they announced changes to to park tickets and stuff like that, and people were surprised. They were like, you know, they, they just changed it. Why are they doing it again? And I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of volatility in this going forward. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, I could also see whatever they decide now being the you know the this the, the the new option for a while. You it's know? Not yeah, even it, like a temporary option. It, it could be a baseline, right? Yeah. And then and then you'll see it slowly expand out from there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, so I got a reckless speculation on here because I think this is funny. <laughs> I, sure, let, let's... Uh, you know, actually, my my wife will appreciate this because she loves Disney popcorn. So... Um, Go ahead. So, so the, the speculation is they, they filed a permit for a new popcorn kiosk. Imagineering filed a permit specifically. What, what does like, what imag- could Imagineering do with a yeah. popcorn cart? Like that's what I'm asking here. I just <laughs> like like that. That better be like a Willy Wonka level like popcorn kiosk. If imagine this is what this is why I put this in reckless speculation because yeah. I I want to speculate not on the fact that they have a new popcorn cart that they're gonna or kiosk that they're gonna put in Epcot, but why in Epcot? But why did Imagineering design something like what could this popcorn kiosk possibly possibly be? Yeah, and and the location of it is that, or that's just south of where the old or mouse the mouse gears building was, right? Yeah, and it's it's also it's kind of right by test track. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Okay. So there's the playground. Sorry, I'm I'm just looking at the map here. So so that's that little. There's that little playground there by test track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and I guess okay. So and that's also. Um, what are they calling it now? Is it future world celebration? World celebration. That's okay. That's what the current name is. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I, well, I've, but, I've lost track of all the the all the changes, <laughs> the renames. <laughs> um, okay, so so if it's world celebration, you know, it, it'll definitely be you know futuristic um, themed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's gotta like, be right. Yeah. So so what could you do with? popcorn and the future <laughs> well first of all yeah. it better be that flavored popcorn like they yeah. have oh, yeah. art by the imagination pavilion because that's the best popcorn at all at disney i'm gonna i will die on that hill <laughs> my, my wife gets mad at me because i love the like 
buffalo and blue cheese popcorn. Ooh, really? It, yeah, I love that. And she's always like, "Why? Why do you get that? You know, that's just ruining it." I'm like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> See, I personally, I'll get either the cheddar there or the or the what is it, sour cream and chive? I think is the other mm-hmm. one, or ranch and chive. Yeah, and both of those are really good. The cheddar one is the most cheddary popcorn I've ever had in my entire life. I mean, they're so full flavored. That's that's they better have the same one. But here's what here's the thing: they're going to build a kiosk. I'm expecting at least five flavors of popcorn, at least. Right. Yeah, like or, they gotta expand the flavor program. or or seasonal. I mean, they, Ooh, they seasonal. Yeah, they they could definitely you know do something you know following you know food and wine and 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 festival of the arts and stuff like that. You know, they they could offer some <laughs> some real gourmet popcorns. I I, I don't know how. <laughs> Actually, I, I mean, I guess you could get crazy with it. Um, coincidentally, I, um, I was watching. Uh, um alton brown which yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I'm, I'm sure most people know who alton brown is and and him and his wife were making popcorn but he always does this thing where he compares like his method of doing things versus you know them buying like a an appliance so like in this case they bought just a cheap air popper and then he he like you know got a walk and was like doing all this elaborate stuff but his popcorn looked really good and, like you know you're talking about like cheese popcorn like his looked like like really good cheese popcorn, but then he was like bringing out all these different spices and stuff that he was oh, wow. talking about. That like, like it's crazy things that I wouldn't have thought about that you could put on popcorn. Like, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of options there if somebody's willing to explore it. <laughs> well, and I, there was at one point I don't know if this is there anymore, but I remember there was like a maple syrup popcorn in the Canada Pavilion, if I remember correctly. Uh, at one point, but I don't know if they still have that or not. That that might be not. I, I don't know. I'm not up on that. Is, <laughs> that oh, sounds yeah, good get, to me, though. I need I, that. I, I guess that's we we do get we get like maple caramel popcorn up here. So that sounds good. That yeah. sounds pretty good. I, sorry, I I didn't think of that as a big deal. I'm like, oh yeah, maple, whatever. <laughs> but see, that's an option too. You can throw some kettle <laughs> yeah. corn in there. I just want to know what this kiosk is going to look like because I I mean, if you're if Imagineering designed something, I mean, this has got to be pretty cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would hope so. It's just weird. I, I just I found it weird, so I needed to throw it in here because I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's like, what is Imagineering doing their time? Like, you think that they have other things to work on than than designing a popcorn kiosk? But well, I'm, I mean, they are involved in everything, That's true. That's <laughs> and, true. Yeah. and and I guess you know, even thinking about in Magic Kingdom, the different. Uh, so, like, if you go to the different popcorn stands in Magic Kingdom, yeah. and and even in Disneyland, is that you know going through the different lands. Um, they have, uh, so it'll be like inside of each of the popcorn stand, there's a little mini figurine that's like turning a crank to make the popcorn and in every area it's different. So, so like near the Matterhorn in Disneyland, it's the Yeti, um, in Frontierland, you know, it's, there's a cowboy stuff like that. So, you know, I, I guess you had to design that. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the thing is, you know, we're, we're thinking about this, you know, oh, this thing better be, you know, you know, grand and elaborate and everything. And, and sometimes it's literally just, you know, somebody doing that detail work. Right. I want there to be like Tesla coils on either side. <laughs> um, I want like at night for it to be crazy neon colored. And <laughs> I want it to be the coolest popcorn so, cart that's ever existed. So I, I think the thing that we have to be cognizant of is that, you know, um, Epcot definitely had that 90s futuristic vibe, which was a lot of um, neon and like, like synth yeah. and stuff like that. And 
I don't think that's where it's going. <laughs> well, no, they're updating that vibe, right? So they're 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 making it more futuristic now. Yeah, right? which is so which is not probably, neon. <laughs> that's probably part of why Imagineering is part of this, right? So yeah. Imagineering is handling the the reimagination of Epcot. So they probably needed it also to you know, well, because that old popcorn cart is the old is the old kind of feel to it, right? It's it's I think it's like blue and purple if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it's got that. It's just not it's it's not fitting the new motif. So maybe that's why they got to do that. I don't know. But I just thought this was a fun place to end it. <laughs> we should yeah. we, we should end the show. Yeah, we we definitely should. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we've kind of gone all over the place, but well, I, you I, know, that's I, what I think this was a great. Uh, um, yeah, I, it was great having Derek and Marissa on, and um, yeah, it like I, I think it was needed, and I, I I hope that people got a lot of good info out of this one because I, I think it was. Uh, they touched on some things that I haven't thought about in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, we always we try to have them on every uh, every few months, and and uh, you know, at some point soon here, we'll have somebody on from from Monera, and we'll have somebody on from DVC Resale. So, I mean, uh, rental, not resale. Sorry, DVC Rental. Um, so we are going to bring those people on since you know they are our partners in, in, in the show here, and and we do also you know if we find them informative and we want to inform you guys of these things. So it's it's not just a plug for our sponsors; it's information. So exactly. <laughs> so anyway, if, if we didn't. Appreciate- appreciate what they were doing we wouldn't be yeah. you know asking them to sponsor our show so exactly think of it that exactly. way yeah uh, okay so are we ready to wrap this up then i guess so yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. sorry uh, go, go ahead do it no all right good uh so as usual if you guys have any questions on anything you heard on the show if you uh, want to reach out to us share your own thoughts um, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We, uh, we love hearing from you guys and, and, you know, you guys are so good at, at, uh, at giving us questions, giving us discussions, just sharing your own stories too is, uh, is super great. Uh, if, uh, um, you know, if we, we get questions from there for the next episode of the podcast. So if you heard something on the show or if you have your own questions, um, that's a good way to, to get them to us. If you we also we also found out that uh, after the last episode, everybody disagreed with us about Magical Express. So yeah. that was good to know. Uh, that you exactly. failed you miserably. <laughs> well, no, I mean that that's good, and and yeah, and, yeah. and you know, you know that that's appreciated because you know yeah. we we don't you know we have our own views on these things, but our views are not all encompassing. So. Well, and it's it's a yeah. different perspective too because you know Damon and I drive, so it's not a service that really affects us. It really only affects you, and you know you just didn't have that same same love for it that uh, others did. So it's, it's you know, it, yeah, it's not that I don't love it. It's just that I I have already mentally prepared myself for what the world looks like without it. Yeah, that's yeah, the only difference. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> but no, we yeah. appreciate you know differing opinions. So exactly. it, it, it was it's good if you want to get in that group and call us out on something. It's fine to do, do do that. Except you know, Jeremy, you are now permanently banned from the group. Just to let you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for disagreeing with us and causing trouble. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. We we do like that kind of stuff. So please join the group. Exactly. Yeah, and and actually, yeah. So 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 coming back on that is uh first of all if if you guys want to find us on facebook you can find us as welcome home podcast the group that tom was talking about is the welcome home disney waitlist if you want to get in there and get us get into the the conversations that we're having and then there's also our youtube channel which is called welcome home podcast anytime we do live streams or uh or you know facebook live videos stuff like that um all those things will show up on the YouTube channel. So uh, one place for you to, to find uh, those streams when we post them. We also have Instagram. So as, 
uh, as we do our episodes, you'll see a couple times a week we'll get, we'll get Instagram posts up there, and you can find us on Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. And if uh, you guys like us enough that you want to actually have some merchandise, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. You can pick up masks, mugs, t-shirts, any of that kind of stuff if uh, if you want to actually have some merchandise. And as usual, if uh, you guys are listening to us on iTunes or um, Spotify or any of those places where you can leave a review, please do leave reviews. Um, obviously we, we do look at the reviews and we read them and we, we like hearing your feedback. So, um, that's important. A bunch of them because Damon asked for them on the group. So we just got a whole bunch. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing too, is that, uh, those reviews help other people find the show and hopefully, you know, find, find it useful as to whether or not they should be listening to us. Five stars. Make sure you do five stars. That's what's, that's what's most important to me. But, you know, if you want to trash us in the comments and do five I, I, stars. I, I, would, I would rather people be honest. But, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the middle ground on this. So so you want the five stars. I Damon want wants the one stars. You know, somewhere in the middle is fine by me. <laughs> yeah, in a weird way, every time there's one of those one stars, we laugh about them. But it, like, motivates Damon to, like, do more. Like, Damon gets super motivated by, by the one star reviews. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but no. I get motivated by the five star reviews. So, so throw those my way. Okay. So, uh, don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast. So you'll be reminded every time we release a new episode, you can find us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, tune in, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find us just search for welcome home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC. Look for the castle made out of microphones. You can, you can find us that way too. So, uh, and just a reminder to our listeners, welcome home podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney company. Now as such, any and all information we uh we give to you today is you know our opinions those are our own opinions so if you have any uh, actual questions uh ask disney or dvc uh because we are not the experts on this despite you know what we like to pretend to to be (laughs) so uh please check in with disney or dvc if you have any questions about anything we talked about today huge thank you to derek and marissa from dvc uh, resale market for coming on today uh we loved having them on please check them out talk to them uh you know interact with them in our group send them emails you know, whatever you want to do, reach out to them. They love hearing from our listeners. And of course, big thank you to our sponsor of this episode, DVC Rental Store as well. Uh, Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is not